Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Many families managing food allergies often enjoy volunteering at their child's school, but could this special volunteerism have a much bigger impact on inclusion and the rest of the school population? Ashley Smith, a FACT-recognized support group leader and a member of FACT's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Board, shares her personal experiences and why your engagement matters. Ashley, welcome back to Facts Roundtable podcast. It is always delightful to have you on board sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your talents. I am just absolutely ecstatic about today. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for having me. You know, it's always such a pleasure to come here and join you and I love talking with you. So it's a real joy to be here today. Well, thank you. I really enjoy talking to you, as you can tell. As a food allergy advocate mom, why did you not only join the PTA at your children's school, but you also chose to focus in on inclusion? You're not only the diversity, equity, and inclusion chair, but you help create really successful events that bring everybody to the table. Can you explain how to get involved helps raise awareness and keeps all kids with food allergies safe and also keeps everybody included? So I think when we're talking about, you know, food allergies in general, I I always like to put this into perspective for people that maybe they, they want to learn about how prevalent it is in their schools. And, you know, researchers estimate that 32 million Americans have food allergies and 5.6 million of that number is children under the age of 18. So in terms, that's one in 13 children and roughly two per every classroom have food allergy. So it is an important thing for us to see that it's very prevalent in today's times that uh, many of our students in our schools have some form of uh, food allergy, multiple food allergies as well. When we're talking about food allergies, it can be difficult to get others to understand the significance and the true risk that food allergies pose to the allergic individuals. Oftentimes, you know, I like to think of them almost as this invisible condition, right? So unless an individual says something, you know, I am allergic to such and such, or if you're actually seeing someone having or experiencing an allergic reaction, it would be very difficult to tell if someone has an allergy. So with that in mind, and with in mind that, you know, roughly two students in every classroom have a food allergy, I think it's important for us to really dive into the need of helping accommodate and welcoming all students, particularly with this subject, those with food allergies. When we're talking about, you know, the National PTA's mission, their mission is to make every child's potential a reality by engaging engaging and empowering families and communities to advocate for all children. 
So I'm going to say that again, right? All children. And when, again, I'm going to go back to it, roughly two students in every classroom having an allergy. It's important for us to put more focus on this and how can we help be more accommodating to our students so that they can feel welcomed and they can be included in our events. And it's something that I'm proud to be a part of, right? In my opinion, food allergies often go overlooked when planning events and fundraisers. And I don't think that it's necessarily something that's intentional. I think oftentimes, I think if you don't live it, it's not something that is on your front radar, right? And so a lot of times I'll hear people say, well, we just can't accommodate everyone or they just don't need to eat that. And while we might not always get something to 100% satisfaction of anything that we're doing, whether it's food or the activity, while we may not always do something with 100% satisfaction, and yes, sometimes we can avoid the food or sometimes we just don't need to go to the activity, but sometimes we can avoid it and sometimes we do want to go to the activity. And in cases like that, you know, it only takes a small amount of exposure to result in an anaphylactic reaction. And so that goes back to why I want to be a part of helping increase awareness and to help make our school community events more inclusive. So when I join my PTA and I volunteer for my school, for my children, for my community, it's because I believe that I can help make a difference. And I do my part to help bring about a different perspective because I think it's important to bring different perspectives to the table. And together, we can create a positive and more inclusive community where everyone's feeling welcomed. And to do this, you know, I like to think of it, and it's actually some of the PTA values, is I do this through collaboration and commitment. So I work together with members of the PTA with the school, with the community. And I advocate to work united because we don't want to work against anyone, right? We want this to be a positive experience. We want to be models for our children and good role models that, you know, we can work together. Sometimes we may have differing opinions on how to go about things, but we can do it. And we should be committed to seeing every student, every child succeed and to be happy You know, they're only young for so long. And these are experiences that, you know, our food allergic children want to participate in and want to be invited to and not feel worried about having a reaction. One of the events that I'm most proud of, I would say, would be our Halloween drive-through event. Now, we started this event with our school in 2020. So this is right when COVID had hit and everyone was virtual. So We all had to be very careful about how we were doing everything. And we came up with this idea of doing a drive-through, grab-it-through-the-car, take-it-and-go kind of goodie bag for Halloween. And so when we first thought of this idea, of course, you know, food allergy mom, I'm thinking Halloween and candy go hand in hand. There's going to be a whole bunch of all these different allergens in the bag. My kids aren't going to be able to enjoy this. You know, and then what do I do? Take the bag and then I have allergens in my house. Do I just take it and throw it away? Do we just not go? You know, we all have options. But then I thought, well, you're right. We do all have options. So how about I create a non-food Halloween allergy-friendly bag where 
it was no food at all. <laughs> and I worked very hard to make sure there was also no latex for those that may have an allergy to latex. And I'm very grateful because I have such a great PTA community. The team that I work with is phenomenal and they're so supportive and they want to learn on how to do better, how to reach each child so that every child feels, you know, special and they can take away just like any other kid could. And so they were, they were very supportive of me. And I told them, you know, don't worry, guys, I'll take this on. And I guess for me, I'm very nitpicky. You know, I, I understand a lot about cross-contamination and I was wearing gloves when I was putting things in the bag and everything was separated and I had my own little system going here, right? Well, for that first year, I made over 200 bags that were no food at all in the bags. It was a huge number. Yeah, so we had over 200 bags that were requested through our school that were non-food treat bags, which is astonishing. For that, I, I went above and beyond. We have such a great community of parents who offered donations and whether it was non-food items, whether it was money to help me purchase the items, our community really pulled together to make this an incredible event. And so I was able to include bubbles and beach balls that look like jack-o'-lanterns and little airplanes that you put together and you can fly them. And I had, oh my goodness, I had so much stuff it, it, and it was really cool. I had flashlights and, and so these kids really got these really great items that also means, you know, our cost was up. So when we were coming back in 2022 to kind of think of how do we want to do it now, I'll say my, my team was fully supportive of us doing the no food at all that, you know, very supportive, but then we thought, well, how about we do it where it's top nine allergy free and really try to focus on creating a special experience for those that needed the accommodations for their bags? Because it's great to give anyone who wanted a bag the non-food bags, but we really wanted to kind of zero in on the kids who it was a, a medical need for them to be able to participate in the activity and to be able to actually enjoy it. And so for that year, we had about 20 bags requested to be completely top nine allergy-free bags. And I mean, whether I'm making 20 bags or 200 bags, I mean, that to me, it means everything because these kids are able to enjoy in something that they wouldn't have been able to enjoy in. And so I would make one bag proudly if that's all I had requested because that one kid the smiles that I saw on the kids' faces, I mean, just the appreciation and the parents, you know, the gratitude, the thank yous, it, it makes it all worth it. And so for that, I did like the puppet keychains and glow necklaces. And we had talked about, well, you know, all these other kids are getting pounds of candy and what could we do for these kids that, you know, we could do that's top nine allergy friendly. And so I collaborated and connected with the Pink Bakery. 
And I spoke with the owner, absolutely phenomenal. She is the sweetest person I've ever met. And she was like all in. She's like, this is an amazing cause. I want to do what I can to help you and to really bring a smile to these kids' faces. And oh my goodness, did she like go above and beyond. So she created a coupon code. And so every kid that got one of the allergy-friendly bags, they had a coupon code for one of the pink bakeries, no frowny brownie premium mix. And so they could go onto her website and, and get that brownie mix, which is big top allergen friendly. And I attached, cause I mean, Caroline, you know how I am with my little crafts. And so I bought little miniature whisks and I attached it to the little whisk so that all the kids had a whisk to help, you know, with the whole baking kind of theme with it. And it gave them an activity to do with their families, which I thought was really cool because you're you're not just giving them candy, but you're also creating an experience with the family where they're able to do something that maybe they've not been able to do because of their allergens. And that's your signature, Ashley. You always, always, always are creating these experiences for people. It's never just a moment, but there's actually this experience and memory. And I think that's so beautiful. Well, thank you. You know, I think at the end of the day, we all, we all want to see our kids and other kids happy, right? I don't, I don't think we want to ever see anyone sad. And, and if we can put in just a little extra effort to make that happen, it's so rewarding because again, like I said, the thank yous, the smiles, I mean that you can't put an expression or a proper word to that to say what a a wonderful experience that was for me to see. And, you know, and our, our entire PTA is very proud of it. So I'm very grateful for their support in letting me do this. It's incredible. You are just amazing. Now, before we wrap up today, what tips do you have for listeners on how they can get involved when they have limited time or even extra time? Yeah. So, you know, I think first we want to create healthy boundaries, right? We want to be realistic with what what we can do. We don't want to overload ourselves. You know, if you're starting at a school where maybe there's not a lot going on right now, you, you may not be able to reinvent the wheel overnight, right? You may not get all that support overnight. But if you approach it with kindness and unity and let's work together to just help slowly, you know, bring that inclusion in. And I think once once people start to see the positive effects, the smiles it has on the kids, the the thank yous then you really start to see that this is well worth it. And so for anyone that's interested in getting involved, involved, you know, reach out to your school, reach out to your local PTA. You know, you don't have to be a board member. I I think people think when you're a part of the PTA, we're going to make you have a full-time job. And yes, some of us work hours that are similar to a full-time job, but any amount of time that you can volunteer to help is so appreciative. And I think just channeling into 
the skills that you have, right? Are you really good at computer skills? You know, maybe you can help with promotion and for food allergy awareness week, you know, you're helping create a flyer that, you know, they can send out to the school. I know for us, for my diversity, equity, and inclusion, I do a a monthly book suggestions. And so that was something we did this month was we offered some suggestions for food allergy books that kids may be interested in learning and reading about. And, And you could just approach them with, hey, I have some book suggestions. Do you have somewhere that we can put these up? And and just that in itself is a step. And so maybe you're crafty and, you know, you want to make little whisk with little (laughs) coupon codes for things. You know, I think there's so many options that you can do. And I think just keeping those healthy boundaries of what can I do without burnout and just keeping that goal of why we're doing it, right? We're doing it because our kids deserve the world. Our kids deserve happiness and they deserve safety. And, and that's why we should be doing it. Beautiful words to end our conversation. Thank you so much, Ashley, for your time. This has been yet another wonderful enlightening time together. Thank you for having me. And I'm so appreciative every time we get to come and talk and it always just makes me feel so good, right? Because it's just, such a good thing to, you know, get out and talk about these things. And we're all trying to work to make a difference, a positive difference. And so thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. We're all in this together. We sure are. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.